Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And on today's show, we have Beth Garibrandt. Hey, Beth. Hi. Hey, Beth. Thanks for joining us. And do you mind giving us a background on who you are and how you got started in photography? Yes, sure. And thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, of course. Uh, happy to be here. And uh, so I am originally, we were just talking about, from Connecticut. And then I moved to Chicago when I was 12. And now I live in Austin, Texas. Uh, oh, cool. Years. And, um, but I originally got started in photography or interested in photography uh my babysitter growing up from the time i was a baby was a photographer oh cool works for photography and used to use my sister and i in her work so we were very familiar with cameras and obsessed with cameras from a young age because she would come over and do her uh class assignments and one of her main projects used us She's going through the Sally <laughs> Man phase. <laughs> so we were her oh, cool. Sally Man stand-ins. Um, and this person's very close to me, Katie Don, and she's a photo editor now. And oh, wow. so that to me always, I knew it was a career that people could work in photography. And um, then when I got into high school in Chicago, in the suburbs of Chicago, my school had a darkroom, black and white darkroom. Nice. So I just started taking classes as soon as I was able to. And um, yeah, and then that, that just instantly was a really big part of my teenage years was uh, printing and developing film. And I worked in my uh, high school darkroom. So I would assist my teacher and then stay after school and clean the bins and like <laughs> get the chemicals ready for the next day. And it wasn't a paid job, but <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was really nice because then she would let me I use the darkroom after school. Oh, oh perfect. Cool. perfect. Yeah. With seemingly no time limit, which, but yeah, it's a different time. You could be in the school as long as you wanted back then. Oh, yeah. So anyways, that's my long-winded <laughs> way. Uh, but yeah, it started pretty early for me. So have you always shot film or did you go through like the digital phase, like some of us who learned on film first and then, you know, the digital wave came through and was like, oh, I got, I got to switch because everybody else is doing this or um, what was that like? Well, we had, we had like, oh gosh, it's weird digital class in my, at my high school. But again, it was like one computer and very early Photoshop. And then in college, I went to Notre Dame in South Bend. And again, they had wow. an amazing color dark room, multiple color dark rooms and um, black and white dark rooms. So I, I wanted to learn color then when I got to college, which is what I wanted to focus on. And even then... I was more interested in learning how to scan my negatives because they, they, mm -hmm. they had just gotten Imicons or maybe they did in the middle of college. So that to me, because I knew they were expensive and people were really excited about them. So I'm like, oh, I should learn how to use these. So I can't say, I, I wish that I had, I didn't think that film was going to go 
was what it changed the way it yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people didn't take it seriously to me back then. Even like the idea of making a website to me seemed like a website. I'm not going <laughs> to. I mean, I was 19. I was like, I'm not putting yeah. my photos on the internet. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> how it all have changed. Yeah. People would think you'd have to watermark everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to carry my prints around in a bag and take them to be, show them to people that way. And I regret that because it would have been nice to, you know, know, know things. Uh, it took a little longer for me to get the swing of, of it outside of school. But what year was this? Just so I can get a gauge of. I graduated from college in 2007. And then I went to ICP uh, for a year right after college for their general studies program. And that's where I did more digital courses. Mm-hmm. And I was, you, I, it was because it was just a year. I probably would have, I, I would have loved to have more time because it showed like the capabilities of what I could do with digital. Some of my work, you know, like those possibilities that, that I wasn't getting with film. Mm-hmm. But because I found like dig- that digital back then, I thought digital was expensive. <laughs> I thought yeah. film was still pretty <laughs> accessible. So to me, I was like, well, I can't afford a digital camera, so. Eh, I just won't, you know, look into that. But but nowadays, I I say for work, I, it's you have to do a mix of both. Mm-hmm. That seems so, to be pretty standard these days. Yeah, although most people when they hire you, they want they like, like insist you bring digital, but everybody just wants the film anyways after the fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's just backup or people get nervous. Um, or they like want it to look like film, but like, can you shoot it on digital? And you're like, what? Yeah, throw yeah, on it. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the just the turnaround too. It's always somebody wants something before you walk out the door. Oh yeah, for sure. Sort of like we need fifteen images for social and da 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 da. It's like what we we just wrap. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and video is now a big part of that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is just yeah. There's a lot more expected now. I feel like uh, companies are relying less on the photographer to do both. At least in my experience. But that's good. Maybe that's because I wasn't great. <laughs> but it is um, a lot to, to happen in one day. So yeah. as we go, it's very different now. There's so many in between shots and then they do like video and then Instagram videos or like there's so many yeah. things. But that's man. that's true. I haven't really thought about I used to get asked a lot more like, can you do both? And there was a time time where I felt like, yeah, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, God, yeah, because it's so different and it, people don't really realize because I mean some people are good at both and I commend them but like when you're like I went to school for photography I'm a photographer so I can do this really good Mm -hmm. and then to also be expected to be good at something that's completely different was rough but yeah that's interesting yeah I studied video so in college I studied I majored in art studio photography but I also majored in film theory which so I had some production background Mm -hmm. but not for commercial work I mean, right. you know, yeah. if you ask a video, you're like, well, yeah. I, I can make videos, but yeah. that be what you want. <laughs> right. I can make like little clips. Yeah. Even on, I was on set once and the producer was like, can you take some clips? And I was like, I just like switched my camera to video and was kind of like, I don't know, this is good. Like, yeah, are you guys going to edit this later? Like, what is, what? I don't have a sound on here. Like, yeah, I know. But I, I, it sounds like you see that too. I think it's changing. I, mm-hmm. I don't see it as much. Or yeah. Now that I have like somebody there with um, an iPhone, just as well. Right. Yeah. You know, and so that's fine. 
just have just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. That's my thought. Man, it's just wild how far technology has come that our telephones are now like fully capable of making. Oh, yeah. You, I've, I mean, there's there's been movies shot mm-hmm. and released on iPhones. And I mean, uh, just hearing you talk about coming up in school and working in the darkroom and digital was just expensive. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of film shooters, when we had uh, Daniel Milner on the show, he's a prime example of when digital was coming, they were all like, that's never going to break. Like, that's never going to be something to worry about, you know? And then it's just like the explosion, the bubble happened, and boom, there it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, truly. I thought, I remember thinking, well, I need a computer and Photoshop, and that sounds expensive. Mm. And then a camera, I mean, all seems very um, daunting, especially right out of school. And I couldn't, I didn't have the chance to buy all that. But now I feel... Yeah, then, then film made a return because it was mm-hmm. a bit kind of a novelty for a couple of years when mm-hmm. you had film in, in your portfolio or anything. And, you know, and then, then now I feel like it's kind of, it's back, really. Yeah. Yeah. What I think is sad that I think back to it is the, there's a lot of new films coming out. But, you know, like I loved Kodak NC was my favorite. Yeah. When I print those old negatives, I, I such a difference in skin tone. And so I felt even in the early 2000s when film was being discontinued, it still felt like there were so many options, even with paper, I mean, darkroom paper, you know. Yeah, it's crazy how little paper there is. Oh, I Yeah. I was blessed. I have, I, I talk about him all the time. He's like my photography guru. He's this 90 <laughs> something year old man that owns the building at the place I used to work at. And he gave me one day a freezer full of different Kodak printing papers. Uh-oh. And I'm just like, <gasps> and he's yeah. like, this stuff, he's like, this stuff was it back in like the 80s. And it's all from like the 80s and early 90s and stuff. And he, you know, kept it frozen and just took really good care of it. And the stuff just works great. And it's funny because I'll go grab like a popsicle out of the freezer. And I'm like, I have all this magical Kodak paper in my freezer and I need to do something with it. Have you been printing with it? Have you you've tried printing a little bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. when I, uh, we moved uh, apartments about five years ago. So I haven't printed in, wow, man, that that sucks. It's been five years since I printed something. But my old apartment had, I had like an extra bathroom. So I mm-hmm. turned it into a dark room. And man, yeah, I used all those papers. I mean, just stuff that I didn't even know existed. Because unlike you, I kind of didn't pay attention to trends in photography yeah. younger. Like I kind of had like a resurgence of this whole thing like later in life. And I just didn't know this stuff existed. You know, I didn't know that all these crazy papers. And I have a, I have like a color. It's an Omega, it's for color printing. And I just, I I need to get some sort of a, like rent somebody's basement and set up a little dark room or something. Cause like, I loved printing. Like you can pull me out of the bathroom when I was, when I was doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. It's the best. And that's, oh, that's so nice. I'd love to see what you print when you start using it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I didn't, there were a few years when I wasn't printing color more just because of access and mm. money and taking it for granted i guess like i was shooting and then that's when scanning became more mm-hmm. popular and kind of more affordable like you didn't need an imicon you could scan negative yeah yeah and then when i started printing i was looking for paper and i was like what you, kodak doesn't make cut paper anymore i didn't understand yeah that. so now i go to um 
the My Own Color Lab in New York, uh, which is, you guys should talk to Gerard Franciosa, who owns that. I mean, he, it's a remarkable place. And oh, cool. Noted. Yeah, I was going to say. The master <laughs> and um, Cooper and Julie who work there, it, there's just so many incredible artists that print there and print their shows. And I mean, it's just like, exciting to be there printing. And Gerard will have rolls of um, Kodak and cut, they cut paper for you. But because oh, wow. that, like, you know, but they're even, that's even limited for the types of Kodak paper you can get. Like I, in college, we, your what paper you used was a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like an NC person, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like this, you know, like photo student stuff. And um, so I don't. It's sad, but maybe now that Kodak has that pharmaceutical money, they'll maybe start. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, what I was so. just talking about at work. I was like, well, maybe that means they get more money for bringing more stuff back. So bizarre. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Is this Anything a way to get more money to make photos of? <laughs> That's what we were all hoping for, hopefully. So straight. Like, just like you were saying about the stocks that are just gone, and occasionally I'll hop on eBay and just put in like film lot for sale or 35 mm-hmm. millimeter film lot or 120 film lot for sale. And you just see, like, I'll see names of stuff that I never knew existed. And, you know, you can, it's hard to trust buying stuff like that now because you don't know how the person kept it and the person right. before them kept it stored and all that stuff so it's just tough to put like your neighbor either i mean that's amazing yeah you know so (laughs) oh dude he he is like he just called me i haven't seen him in a couple well since covid started and i i miss him you know he's he he had like such a great photography career you know he was Mm -hmm. a wedding photographer and his wife sold wedding dresses so they were just this like combo downstairs was the 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 dress shop and upstairs was his like studio and dark room and offices and just on a whim he's like hey do you work this thursday and i'm like yeah i'll be there from like you know 11 to 4 or something and he'll i got a box of junk he always says junk yeah (laughs) treasure you mean i i can't even wait to see he's bringing me and he called me the other day i was out shooting some four by five stuff and he's like hey i got some vignettes and all this stuff for you and i stopped by his place on my way home and it's just like filters and stuff you know just stuff that would be donated and thrown away like stuff i didn't even know existed because i didn't participate like that in that time so like it's just really cool to see this i mean my whole office is just filled with stuff that he's given me and <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a few things. Yeah. Well, if you ever find yourself in Texas, there's a store in Dallas called Don's Photo Equipment, and it's amazing. And Ooh. you will pull up to the strip, and at first I thought it was a, it looks kind of like an auto garage from the outside, but Don's son now runs it. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. He's so nice. And you walk in, first off, you walk in, and it's just piles of stuff, and you go down this uh. hallway, and you're like, Hello. <laughs> there I've got his counter and he's really just so knowledgeable and um there is so much. You could spend all day looking through and he knows exactly what's there and what's oh, in order and um he has a really nice selection of eight by ten film too. Wow. He's weirdly I I went there because I had ordered film for a job and it didn't come on time. Oh god. So, and I didn't have time. And I couldn't find eight by ten film anywhere and color film. 
and he had it. So I drove to Dallas. So it's a special place because they're very, even in Austin, which you know, people think of it as an artsy town, but it's actually, um, there's not a lot of that is gone or it's close. Uh, not, not the artsy, but the photo world side is. Yeah. No dark rooms, uh, no color dark rooms here. There's a great black and white space I rent from this guy, Anthony Mataloni, who's awesome. And he rents black and white dark rooms. Nice. It's his own. It's nothing. And when people come and shoot movies here, they rent it as a location. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> cool. Looks yeah. It's like it's something out of like, it's what you know, everyone wants the, that to look yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, That's too funny. And he's great, but it's sad. Yeah, a lot of that is kind of um gone, you know, going away. So I know. I, I like have dreams about places you just described oh yeah it, you have to my own color lab in new york and um and i know there are a couple of great places in new york that's just where i happen to print and then east side silver print in austin i don't know la has a couple of color dark rooms they're newer right which is promising i think there's one that opened within the last few years a color dark room rental oh i don't Hey, you need to look into that, Chris. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, it'll maybe come to me while we're talking, or I'll send it to you because I've heard good things. And um, it, and again, because it's new, that's nice. That sounds that it, yeah, people, yeah. They must have had the demand for it, so it can be open. It just scares me because our I'm in Nashville, and we uh, we lost our. It was like my little secret hole Photoshop. They had like used cameras and film, PSU, Photographic Systems Unlimited. They shut their doors. This was like a couple years ago. And then Durie's, which was like where they sold the new Canons and all the new stuff. And then they had like a cool little film lab and you could get Ilford papers and film. And, you know, they were like the last open spot and COVID just smashed them Mm. and they had to... They, they liquidated all their stuff, sold everything, and closed. And it's like, now there is nothing in the area, which is... Shops like that are usually more expensive regardless than, you know, ordering it online. Sure. or yeah. But there's just the camaraderie of going into your local camera yeah. store that... You know, you, you get to shoot the shit with people. And I held my a Leica for the first time in that store. And, like, I had some really good memories. And it's just devastating to think that that it's gone yeah well yeah there's so much care i that even with don who i just mentioned i said i i was describing what i needed and then he had other ideas so i was trying newer film he had carried some new film there's some new companies coming out with their own you know little offshoots which he 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 wasn't trying to sell it to me because he had bought it and wasn't selling it, but he was giving an honest, you give this a try and then give me a call. Let me know how it works for you. Or, um, it was so personal. I mean, mm. and, and he just knows more than I do. I mean, you know, and knows what yeah. I, even I, I was buying developer and he, I was going to buy something. He said, well, now you, would you consider this for what you want? I'm not saying it so eloquently, but he just, the guidance was right. interest. You know, he really cared deeply about his customers. And again, uh, I, th- now that we're talking, I should, I want to order some, anything, even if yeah. Yeah. it would be to say Adorama or VNH. You want to support those places because he was like, oh, it's been dead for two wow. months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, wedding season, all those places, because now weddings, I guess, people do weddings shot on film. So mm-hmm. a lot of those mom and pops are maintained by that. I'm sure Nashville has 
So oh yeah, one of Wesley's mm-hmm. photographers. So without that whole season was like wiped out. I guess that's what Don told me at least. <laughs> we talked for two hours. I think <laughs> that. See, I I love that. That's yeah. how. It, yeah. When I used to go into that PSU, the Photographic Systems Unlimited, I would literally just drive down there on an afternoon to talk, you know, like mm-hmm. just to like hang out with them. And they, their gig was mostly taking like eight old eight millimeters and VHSs and like putting them to DVD for families and stuff that yeah. they still do that, but they just couldn't hack keeping the store open for the three dudes that rolled down right. to pick up some film every once in a while. And thanks to them, they, they really hooked it up when they were going out of business. They texted me and they're like, Hey, yeah. we're closing in five days, whatever you want, we'll discount the crap out of it for you. And I just went down there like to hang out and to kind of pay my respects and they yeah. sent me home with boxes of stuff like a couple cameras that I didn't even pay for like filters no way. film what'd you get? <laughs> yeah what'd you get <laughs> I got I got what no I got my well I don't have any more I sold it but I I got the Canonette the QL17 they gave me one of those Nice. And I had bought one previously off of them. Yeah. They gave me a macro set for the Canon A1. It was like this extension tube thing that I, I it has bellows on it and stuff. I, oh. I couldn't tell you where it is. It's in here yeah. somewhere. But all the Hoya filters, like they gave me, you know how expensive yeah. Hoya filters yeah. are. Dude, they gave me like a bins of them, like every size That's is crazy. from. Yeah. And you just like store now. <laughs> yeah, really. It's, it's funny. It's, you. I was just, it's on you now, Timothy. <laughs> I was just talking to a guy that uh, he purchased a, a camera off me through Instagram. And he's like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm so glad that I got this because what he does at their, they're like an art institute or something. They're, they're like a community art little community thing. And mm-hmm. what he's doing is getting a bunch of cameras and renting them out for like 10 bucks plus the roll of film for a week. You can take the camera oh, that's out great. and he's like, it barely covers processing and all right. that stuff. But like, we just want this to, you know, start me spread. Up. Yeah. yeah, spread yeah. like fire. Well, it's really kind too that they are making it affordable and accessible. It just, yes. it was just easier to, I mean, our, yeah, in high school, they just had, you know, 25 Yashikas yeah. mm-hmm. for you to use for the semester, right? And, um, and processing film was so inexpensive. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, oh, yeah. We did it. You're supposed to do it yourself, and we did. Sometimes, <laughs> if you are, you know, behind or you didn't mm-hmm. do your homework, you could take it to a 24-hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. teacher would always know because it would kind of look much thinner. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just um, that's the first thing people always ask, you know, but because it is so expensive and it continues to be more expensive. The color printing, um, yeah, the paper is um and and renting darkroom space because there's so little there's so few places to go um and to go to a nice place that's well maintained you know it's gonna cost more money yeah yeah you know because icp even um they closed their color darkroom i mean Uh, and it's the that's the international center of photography that's that's so crazy but it you know, that's a, such a, that's crazy. That they, yeah. Uh, they didn't have the space because they moved downtown and it does take up a good amount of space. And now the students there are taking classes though at my own color lab. Uh, they rent from Gerard, which is oh, great. great. Yeah. But it was just um, sad. I don't know. Cause that, yeah. that taught me so much about 
how to see color in digital or is a good great guide by printing it in the dark room which yeah. sounds so uh, fancy now but <laughs> color photography like it was just a class that you took yeah it wasn't I don't know, <laughs> any more expensive. And that wasn't that long ago, Mm-mm. you know? So are you, what's your process like, Beth? Do you do you bring your stuff to a lab or do you develop it at home yourself? Um, for black and white, I'll div- try to develop myself or Anthony will develop it uh, mm-hmm. for me at his dark room, which I so prefer. It's fun. We sit and talk and he's just developing film. <laughs> and then- Brad cut and, and sleeve, you know, and I have a rinky dink scanner here that is never calibrated well or anything, but I can at least kind of make it see what, what yeah. I printed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I still like to make contact sheet. Yes. Black and white. Color, I never, we weren't allowed to develop our own film um, at, in school because at that point, really? yeah, it was considered uh, dangerous and because hmm. it proven to be toxic, we weren't, we never we're taught uh, the school didn't allow it and then i That's never learned i don't think icp we could either um so i'll get that developed and then usually just not look at that if it's for personal work and then maybe make a digital contact sheet on my computer but save it and print it when i come to new york which now i don't know when that's gonna be I know. <laughs> uh. but yeah it's that kind of nice though because it makes you not rush through pictures or make decisions about pictures right away You're, Sometimes I I will write, I'll be like, oh, that doesn't look the way I wanted it to. But actually, if I give it time. <laughs> that is so it. freaking true. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, yeah. I, I, once I see something right away, especially when I was shooting digital, I'd be like, I hate everything. This is this didn't go it's not how I wanted it at all, blah, blah. And then I take a step away for like a couple of days and come back. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's some there's some good ones in here. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. Fans can do that. They immediately mm-hmm. you're like. Click, 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 like, well, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, but when you, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Some of, I just find that when I'm printing it, you make your own choices and it comes alive in a mm-hmm. different way. Um, I, you know, you don't get that luxury with everything, certainly not client work. So mm. that that's the only thing. You rely on, if they want film, it's probably going to be scams. And, um, but again, the color printing for me is like, I use it as a guide, you know, so that I can determine like what my greens look like. And I can use that as a reference, which is really helpful for me um, because I second guess myself in Photoshop. I just do. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you can spend so much time sitting, trying to color correct me. Like, is this now I don't even know, is this green, too much green or too much magenta? It's. It's so, like, yeah, it starts out fun and then you're yeah. just like cool. <laughs> down the rabbit hole. So, so I, I spent five hours on one frame. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It, but it is good. It, it's helpful. Maybe, maybe helpful that you, I've, I've found to have reference prints, even if it's not a print of the file you're working on. There's like, you know, you just use that as a guide and that's helped me a lot. But yeah, so I guess that's my process. If it's for a job, I, I end up scanning and uh, hope for the best. <laughs> I try to ch- test it like, oh, I can make prints if you want and scan those. And then usually people are like, just say like, no, <laughs> we'll just take the scan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The, the quality of a scan print is, uh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. That glow uh, really just glows, right? And it glows. You're right. Yeah, and I, 
I know I know people though that make work and a friend of mine who's an amazing artist, Elizabeth Hibbard, and uh, she's great and she, she uses digital photography and she's her project about her mother is astounding and the way she uses digital is I mean film wouldn't make sense for her and and her print her work has that light that glow to it I mean I don't know I think it, it I guess it just depends your pro I mean it, it is the process of how you make the work yeah yeah <laughs> long-winded but as <laughs> there is something in it when I see her work it, I'm not thinking about the what can't how she's making it it you know what I mean it, mm-hmm. it, totally yeah. yeah so and that actually looking at her work or other artists I admire that in that same way it makes me feel less stressed out about how film is changing because it's part of the world. You know, it, it just depends if, if you want to make a picture. It's not necess- it's not really necessarily the device that in which you're making it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think about that all the time with, uh, say, like Magnum photographers or yeah. uh, just like any uh, Todd Heido. Like a prime example, like he shoots a bunch of digital. I would never be able to tell right. which is which. And I, I've i kind of, you know, when I probably when we started this podcast, I was a film snob and still probably got a little bit of that in me still to this day. But like the more and more I'm growing as a photographer and a person, especially being locked in a damn apartment for four months now and, you know, really forcing myself to to look inward and whatnot the battle between digital and film just seems so so uh such a bunch of wasted time yeah and yeah. i mean who cares like the reason why i shoot film is because i love the process i love mm-hmm. only being limited to so many shots and limited to the cameras and what a different camera can do and i mean you can definitely get all that stuff with digital as well you know yeah. you, it's it's just, I don't know. A, it's just a tool it's yeah. just a tool. Yeah. I agree, though. It is process. Uh, that's from the same as for, for me. I, I second guess myself less. And I, I yeah. feel um, it's maybe it's because of how I learned and then my reluctance early on when mm-hmm. I wasn't excited by digital. And so I didn't explore that. So that my con, it's, it's just something. What am I trying to say? It, for me, digital. Like you said, it's less of a daunting factor that, that I'm not mad about that battle, film and digital. It's how I feel when I'm shooting right. and what's most comfortable. I, I love printing and finding. I find confidence in my work, in my decision-making when I'm in a dark room. It just yeah. like I, that is how I've found color, especially. And mm-hmm. um I second. I, I go back and forth on when I scan my film or if I'm shoot digitally. I'm never happy with the color, and I'll, I'll I'll just later on after I have a finished picture, I could look at it a year later and still be mad about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the color for the most part, I feel like that's it. I'm very sure of what I want. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we just have to build our own. Dark room, which I have looked into, and it's not um, easy. <laughs> no, but that the thing about that is like you can make a dark room work. Like I've told the story a million times on the show. I had, you know, I was seventeen when I was first getting into all this. It was a little 
dark room under my parents' stairs under the gr- in the in the basement. You know, it's just like my dad like stuck rags in all the holes and taped them up, and oh, yeah. So there was no running water, obviously. So I had to like run up and <laughs> <You're the pale. laughs> like like rinse like real quick, like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I actually re- like asked my parents, like, where's that enlarger? Where's my enlarger? I just like hadn't thought about it. And they were like, we no idea. We must have gotten rid of it. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. oops, damn. It's like one of those things because I had moved quick into digital. I sold my my film camera that I got at photography school as part of our tuition. Like I sold it. was like, I, I don't need this anymore. And then now I'm like, ugh. Yeah. You know, if I had known it was going to come back and capture me the way that it, that it has, I would have yeah. obviously never let go of any of that stuff. But probably can find it. I mean, now with dark, sadly, with dark rooms closing, you know, it, it's you have people giving it away or selling it. Oh, yeah. I have one sitting here right next to me. Oh, <laughs> this is a larger. Here, yeah. What do you have? Let's see. It's this, uh, it's a Bessa. Oh, I've got to like, yeah. So, that's true. That's very true. Thank you to Patrick who uh, who hooked it up. Uh, Film Daddy on Instagram. But yeah. So, but that that would have been like a you know nostalgia thing. So like this was the one that I when I was like sixteen, like you know using. Yeah, that when would I be had awesome. No idea have. what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, you know what it is is that why I started having a better attitude and maybe well, I guess it, you'll mourn things you gave away. I mourn everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, whatever happened to that? Um, but is that I was, when I first moved to Texas, I felt like I wasn't making a lot of pictures because I was so stubborn about how I wanted to make them. And then I wasn't making work. And that's, I guess, what I talked about my friend Elizabeth. I found it didn't really matter what camera she was using. I mean, she, she has her, her setup and what she likes to, to use for her mm-hmm. work. But... I've, I've just met and spoke to more people that, I mean, doesn't matter if within their project, there's an iPhone, but there's photos. They're just making work all the time. Yeah. And when you yeah. start being, I guess, um, strict with yourself, then you just kind of are sitting around waiting until you, yeah. you go to New York and like, well, this isn't working. And maybe it was more of a challenge. It was a good challenge for myself to, you know, just adapt. And if you want to make pictures, like figure out how to do that. And don't yeah. sit and wait for someone to build you a color darker. I mean, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about on the show, like Timothy, and I had kind of a different experience in quarantine where he was out every day walking around shooting where I was like, I just don't want to shoot trees or any that anymore people with masks walking around like i want to shoot my what i what i want to shoot but then you just don't shoot yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like that's not good either so i've been really trying to like take a camera everywhere and just like force myself to even if i don't think it's going to be good it might be good and i don't know it you know what i mean like it might be a gem so yeah that's just interesting that Especially during the quarantine, it's like you've really got to like, even if you don't feel like it, go do it and use the muscle, you know? Definitely. And you might put it away, make a contact sheet or scans or whatnot. And then in a few years, the someone you're like, oh my gosh, what gold is yeah. here? I don't know. I, I found it. I have a, a store at boxes of old work from high school and college. Oh, and wow. From my dad and everything and videotapes. I used to shoot a lot of video and now I'm incorporating a lot of that into the project I'm working on now. And it's really, it's 
really exciting to see things cool. back up. probably back you know part of the project is i mean yes it was high school photography but i photographed my friends a lot and then shot video we shot video of ourselves yeah i shot a bunch bunch of video on whatever like it was like high eight right yeah so the the tapes are like these square ones that used to go into a vhs like the you open the vhs like little window and put yeah. super into yep, the yep. put in the like i was just talking to my mom like what you we gotta i gotta next time i'm home like where are all those like don't throw those out like that's mm-hmm. like literally my high school life is all on those little tapes and wow. i haven't seen it in almost 20 years yeah well, you need to digitize that stuff man. i know that's what I'm doing right now, and it is crazy. Some of it is real dark, right? You're yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> anyone following me? But yeah. It's also fascinating the way we used to use video cameras versus the videos on our phones. Mm-hmm. 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 Hours of the most mundane, but now I look at it like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy to have that uh, on in the an archive here docu this documented you at I don't know 20 years yeah ago. I was I was watching the Amy documentary of Amy Winehouse yeah and I was like what what it's so weird that she filmed all this like she just is like filming her and I was like wait no I totally did that I have if you're gonna make a documentary on me when I was 19 I have this <laughs> like, I have the video <laughs> You know, it's funny. You're like, I have all the footage. Uh, it's been digitized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back for when anyone wants to. Crazy. Uh, yeah. But it is, it is. But I was thinking, of, oh, it makes you want to shoot. When you really look back mm-hmm. at old things, you're like, okay, you know, you, you don't know what it will mean to you now. But mm-hmm. we're so, again, there's so much immediacy to Instagram or websites. You put everything up and then it's over. And then. Uh, that yeah. breaks my heart. Yeah, it, I don't know. It doesn't mean as much. <laughs> no. And, or maybe, I don't know. I, I guess it, it can. It helps with work. I mean, Definitely. I hope I hope the kids today are like, you should see the stuff I have on my Instagram stories from when I was 19. <laughs> like, it's just a different storage medium, you know? Yeah. It's just a shame. Like, you've got to, I mean, is there a way to, yeah, I guess there is. You can go to your archive mm-hmm. and save it. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, we all have that, especially like older generation, millennial-esque people. We we have like, you know, our shoe boxes that we put stickers and pictures all over it that have all of our keepsakes from mm-hmm. that time, like Polaroids of friends and, you know, just stuff like that. And, it, and I, I don't know if kids, because minimalism such a huge thing now, like not having stuff and everything's digital. Everything's in a digital shoebox out there. Like, I just, I'm scared. That- digital shoebox. That sounds like a band well- name. that's my new band we're playing at the pub next saturday i hope they say though they especially i know now just an extraordinary time in um the world and the country you know that and and people and young the generation z (laughs) yes yeah yeah gen z yeah but there were it's really uh like it just fascinating i there's so much more uh active i don't know than i feel like my generation mm-hmm. was and do do more um somehow i don't know i think that part of me used to say like, well they're always on their phones but i i think that their impact of what they're doing is yeah, yeah. the amount of stuff they get done on their phones yeah. is mind-blowing <laughs> yeah communication and and just mm-hmm. um 
what what they know at young at a young age. I I watching the tapes of myself. I I'd say I knew very little. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's interesting, but um, it yeah, I, I, I'm very curious always to to see because I, I didn't you do you know one day you kind of wake up and you're older. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Else and um. And you've, yeah, it happens really quickly. <laughs> yeah, you're still part of the young people that everyone's talking about, and you're not. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting to watch. I thought I had a, a grasp, but I I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> um, on that on what's happening. But I'm I'm very interested and impressed. Um, yeah, definitely. definitely. I caught myself doing one of those where where it's like kids are really into this i was like blown away and then i was like oh wait if people my age would have looked at the stuff i was doing when i was like 17 18 19 they would have been like kids are into that uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah so i'm officially like an old boomer bastard <laughs> so it, it happens i know it's like <laughs> but i'm also just so impressed i'm like wow their kids are so much more confident or they you know yeah. they like their interests are uh but it's just I, I don't know. We were interested in music and driving around and yep. 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 <laughs> yourself. And I think young kids think of think of other people more. That's moving it back to photography. I just I'm seeing um there's so many young photographers who I, I just I love their work and I love the way they document their family yeah. and mm-hmm. um it, I I feel like it, it really inspires me, or it, it just I I enjoy looking at that of that work, and I I love people that I've admired for a long time too. Still, the older photographers, and um, but young photographers, there's something um, the way they're seeing the world. What was it that I read? This is going to sound so dark, but for my age, we grew up knowing. The America, what the American dream was, and then finding out it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they grew up always knowing it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So there's just a more maybe cynical view of the world, but I find that in in work, it's I don't know, it's translate. I, I just feel like they they people are pushing in a direction that I wasn't. My brain didn't work that way at such a right. age. Man, I agree. Yeah. completely. So Beth, are you a full-time photographer now or you do you have any other No, I I shoot full-time. Um, great. and but I worked as a photo editor for a number of years to make a living. And nice. wow. which was great. Uh, and taught taught me again. There was back in school, there was never really a class telling you how you could make money doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. art. Um, or, or just make enough money to live, you know? Yeah, yeah. At photography school, for me, it was, oh, you got to shoot weddings. Yeah, or cars. Yeah. <laughs> In Indiana, we went to like, a car studio and learned how to shoot cars. And they were used Hasselblad's digital backs, which I'm sure they still do. It's an insane camera, which was mm-hmm. fun to see. Like, I was just like, oh, so I have to do this or <laughs> what else? <laughs> so yeah but the photo editor world was interesting because it was a nice way to make a living for a little while and then learn more about editorial you know shooting for a client um but yeah now it's been a few years now that i've been shooting full-time it's exciting yeah. that's awesome yeah yeah 
It's so nice. And also, if she's living in Austin, so I moved here from New York, hasn't made too much of a difference. And the airport's right here. I don't know. I've had a, a good time. I found, a, I, I think, my way of how to do this and make a living doing this. But it took a minute. I mean, I did a lot of scrappy odd jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you fit a lot of personal? I mean, are you working on any personal projects now? Or is it kind of just all like paid paid gig stuff? No, I mean, the last year professionally was, I had some great work that was long-term projects. Like I, last summer I was on a television show doing special projects and shooting film again and basically oh, great. for several weeks and um, off and on. And then I did the same thing this winter for a film. So those were, that was great. Wow. Like a, it was a great way to just also make a living and, and took time. So I feel like I kind of let my personal work take a mm. back seat. Mm-hmm. But now I've come back and do it. That's what I mentioned. Yeah, our archive, I found a way in using video, which I'm trying to play around with now, into this project that I've been working on. And it's kind of an archive of my teenage my girl teen teenage that's so cool i would love to see that yeah and the video was finally because for me i was not i was just it, it's taken a while to develop, to go from beyond just documenting teen girls which is not what i was interested in doing mm. i'm still having a wrapping my head around what i'm doing here but i'm really interested in objects and video and photography so I collect a lot. I have a huge doll collection. <laughs> and I have wow. a collection of uh, ephemera that is in another room here. <laughs> and a storage unit. So a lot of stuff. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out how to make that all into just something that I could show together. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Man, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, video is always interesting to me. And then I, I, um, so yeah, I, I stepped away from this work and then yes, during the pandemic, even more so because I just felt like, I don't know how to make this now because I, Mm -hmm. uh, subjects, girls to stand in for me and you know that I, how can I do this without, um, being in contact with them? And then also again, what was going on in the world, I felt like it, Felt self indulgent, uh, the work. I, you know, I decided mm, like, yeah. thinking about all of it. But it was, you know, I think it's actually good. It challenges you to think about why you're, why you're making something, why it's important to you, and kind of relate it to what's going on now. <laughs> it's, it's pretty right. key. To, you know, it's good to challenge yourself to mm-hmm. ask those questions. Which when you get out of school, I think it's really hard to find, find that communication. <laughs> Instagram, it's like everyone likes everything, but there's yeah. that engagement in school. And I, I liked it when people didn't like, you know, people used to just mm-hmm. say they didn't like something <laughs> or tell you they didn't understand what you were talking about. Yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. Getting, <laughs> getting your whole portfolio cr- critiqued and like, you know, it's especially because photography is so, was it subjective mm-hmm. that yeah. anybody's opinion is like, weird because you're like well that's i made that decision on purpose like you know or yeah yeah and if you was strong if you feel strongly enough about why you made a decision you're willing to uh, fight for it Mm -hmm. and if you didn't feel strong it's revealed in critiques when you're like huh yeah or you know yeah 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 very true i don't know so i i 
always like that. And um, I've had some good zooms though with other photographers. There's a group, a couple of groups that I'll, they, one of them is meeting weekly and it's nice. You look at someone's work and you talk about it for an hour and it's really Ooh. nice. Yeah. It's, um, I need something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I'll share this. You guys. It's called visual nourishment. And the one that I, I really liking it. I went to um, Chico for the, you guys know charcoal book club. Mm-mm. No, they're a publisher. Oh, they're yeah. They, they you should um, they're great. Uh, this guy Jesse runs it, and they, they usually every year have a kind of a retreat. Um, and I've met, I've met a lot of great people there and, and artists. Anyways, and so the people for this visual nourishment is from that that group. I love visual that nourishment. Yeah, I'm yeah. writing this down. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Just been again because once you're out of school, um, mm-hmm. some people in person, you know, you don't get that that feedback and honesty and man. So I feel like social media pushes you to shoot things too that you know will get engagement and likes and I don't know. I would never share one of my photos that like I like. <laughs> I usually yeah, share the photos should, that I think other people will appreciate. Because just like you said, when, when we started, you know, Instagram, you, you post something and it's a, it's gone as soon as it's posted, you know, it gets pushed down and buried and it's, it's hard to swallow. Like it's a, it's a weird thing. You should put it somewhere else then, like on a, on your website or. Yeah. Should, like, yeah. I got to revamp my whole website anyway. It's been well, well overdue. Yeah. I know it is hard. Yeah. And you don't get that. You don't have to think about a picture anymore when it's on. You're like, oh. Well, I guess people like that, but it doesn't really yeah. mean as um as much. I, I love I love Instagram for finding new work, new artists. Same. Now. Yeah. And I love like seeing new work, and that is when it comes to my work. I was like always invited <laughs> to be like I don't like to put that much up because yeah, like, it goes away then, and mm-hmm. how you feel about it? You're like, do I? It just doesn't isn't as as helpful. Um, yeah, it helps get it helps you get work. I'd say right. Yeah, it's definitely good for portfolio aspects. Yeah, but again, and then and through everything going on right now, I thought it was sharing news and finding things out. That's what I felt like I was using it more for than anything. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, new work wise, this is motivating me. Our conversation to get <laughs> the last couple of weeks, I've been going back in and trying to have, be more disciplined yeah, absolutely i did i did do a fun project with my dad though during the pandemic oh nice he had covid for seven <gasps> oh, days. No. yeah and he's okay he was well, lucky that um but he had it for a long time um uh, and was by himself so he didn't see anyone for 70 days really. oh jeez wow. apartment that is so scary well, yeah, and he, he was in the middle of moving, so half of most of his stuff was in boxes. It was a really complete wow. scene. So I sent him, Adorama was having a sale, and I sent him all these black and white, three or four black and white disposable Ilford uh, cameras. That is so oh, smart. Nice. That is so great. Well, so, yeah, and my dad is not a, um, he's, you know, he takes took family pictures when we were kids, but he, he, is a appreciates art and, and loves to talk about it. He is not, he's a make art and um, he had the best time. He would take a few pictures every day. And now I have, I developed the film and some of it's really beautiful. <laughs> it's like, oh, I would man. make like a little book. 
like dad's COVID diaries or something. I have to because I'm like, dad, this is, yeah. Yeah, this work. I'm like, whoa. So yeah, that was fun. And talk mm. about making something without thinking about it. <laughs> That's such a great idea. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was a good, because he was just so bored. So I'm like, well, we could do a little art project together. And um, now we'll always have that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, that was a good, that to me was like a project to work on during all this. I didn't yeah. make my own pictures. But. Yeah, but even sometimes that's like part of the fun. At my job, I'm part of uh, like a, a company that does a lot of really cool things for the film community. And I like run the blog now. So I've been like putting blog posts of other people's work together. And I'm like, this is still so much fun. Even though it's not my work, it's like looking at other people's amazing photography is like a blast. Oh, yeah. it's so That's why it was so fun to be a photo editor. You see mm-hmm work and meet amazing people and I don't know it was I met a lot of close friends that way too right you just mm. get to see other people's work all the time uh, that sounds so so good yeah we'll be right back with a listener question for Beth right after this message from our sponsor support for analog talk comes from Polaroid use the promo code analog talk 10 on your first purchase on film at polaroid.com All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from R. Lanes. And he wanted to know, he said, my question, is it difficult to convince a recording artist or actor, actress, or kind of a public figure, I guess is another way to say it, uh, to trust you with shooting film? I have not had had an experience where someone was upset or if anything maybe sometimes it's the person that's giving you the assignment which is usually not the talent themselves yeah Um, yeah. but for the most part i think that people are really interested in film photography and for the most part of even young people who did not grow up with uh so many types of kodak film or or in the digital era they really want uh, a kind of i think more in a past that they didn't necessarily have you know they want that old analog style i hate saying it's a style because it's really again like we talked about yeah camera and how you make the picture because i don't ever like to think about film as being a filter which i think (laughs) yeah when you with work it feels like that's how clients can people can talk about it and it's not if any experience i've had it maybe a public person is that they usually have a memory with cameras have or have an interest in photography mm-hmm. i find photography is really accessible to people or they want they're interested and they're excited and i think relieved i don't know i think when you're getting your picture taken often it's exciting maybe to have um oh yeah something you never know something unexpected will happen or it's just the unknown there's more of an unknown um, Mm. but even just if it's the unknown that day of not knowing really what you've seen and you can't look through to the end of the day uh, this is just what i assume people are always like oh film yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um you know or I have one of those big, I mean, there was a moment when everybody wanted these big shot Polaroids. So mm-hmm. I'd, sometimes we asked, I'd bring it and then you do, you know, photos at the end and every talent people would always be like, well, 
oh my God, you're, you're <laughs> and everyone's like on eBay trying to get one. I mean, there's an interest because the cameras are just beautiful. <laughs> so not, not as like those cameras, but they're interesting looking or maybe it's a big camera or mm-hmm. that whoosh sound. People feel like they're, it's just nostalgic. It's nostalgic or they. It is. Yeah. Yeah. For all the amounts of pictures that people get taken of them all day, there's something with films, different cameras, you're not seeing it. I don't know. And they, 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 it, there's a comfort and like some yeah. excitement and people instantly feel like they'll look good too. <laughs> there is a thought that people do feel like they look more themselves. It's true. Know, um, you know, and that there won't be this crazy reach out. Like, I, maybe that's it. I've never had a conversation that goes that far, but mm. um, yeah. There is this idea of like an unretouched, you know, real picture of you that is, and I'm not saying people don't retouch film, but it's different. It is. Yeah. It is different. Yeah. And it's so, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's got to be so, so much more less like intimidating than you wheeling up with like a big cart and a computer yeah. tethered to a giant digital camera. And you're like, you know, uh, I just the whole like, tethered to a computer thing just makes me cringe so hard like (laughs) awesome technology and it was like really popping and happening when it you know first came around where you could take a picture and you know adjust it and people could all stand around with their arms folded over being like yep that's the one you know like it's it's when it's just you and your little like 35 millimeter camera or you and your polaroid or you and your four by five or something it's just there's like a kismet that happens or like a like a synchronicity that you yeah, feel with sure. I mean at least when I do portrait I don't I'm not a portrait photographer by any means but when I do get the chance to do that like I just feel like there's some sort of connection that happens when we both don't know what's going to happen you know Oh like, yeah yeah and there's also like the icebreaker in people curious or about your camera I mean Yeah yeah like I, I always find with when I photograph children or if I use children in any work, they, they've never seen film before or like even yeah. when you have film or everyone calls you like, I mean, I remember in college, I'd use these girls in some of my work and the youngest would ask like, can I see the clicky thing, which was my light here? <laughs> and that already then would put, make them instantly interested in, I don't know, it, it, it is something people like, it it opens the conversation and creates like a you feel somewhat familiar with one another you're yeah. talking just per, it's like a common interest kind of what we're, we're talking now but we, yeah yeah i found people are genuinely interested and it's um, awesome yeah man it's just maybe it's because the more the manual like parts of uh, you know loading the film you know, taking a reading, all of it. We're like, now what does that do? Now is that measure? Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, anyways, did I answer that? <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, we got a we got a two part camera question that tends to make people upset. So, um, <laughs> the first part of the camera question is the old desert island. Is there? one camera that you you know you can't live without it's it's the one and on this island it's the it's the only one you can have for the rest of your your life (laughs) oh yeah it's awful it's terrible (laughs) i don't don't know um it's changed recently for me 
Uh, I also have so many broken cameras that like I have to use in a certain way. <laughs> that I'm like, I dude, I love that. <laughs> I love the broken. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get some extra stuff to bring with tools? Um, <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. Let me think. You know what? I would bring. This is not my do or die camera, but I would bring. I got rid of my four by five camera, but I would buy a new one and I would bring a four by five or an eight by 10 because I find that I can be too impatient and sometimes to use it. And I think this really forced me to um, reconcile the frustrations because I really love those cameras. And yet yeah. I always think, oh, I'm not going to do that now. I, it's just a, yeah. It'd be nice if it's just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, work out my um, issues. <laughs> <laughs> it really is therapy sometimes when you <laughs> yeah to slow down. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have yeah. a lot of time uh, to reacquaint myself. So yeah, I would go back to what I used to shoot with more, and I would yes, love it. Perfect Good answer. answer. The second half of the question is the white whale camera. It's it, is there anything out there that you haven't had a chance to shoot that you've always wanted to try out? Um, I would say the I'm gonna choose maybe a twenty by twenty four Polaroid camera, the Elsa Dorfman. Or Love Elsa Dorfman in existence. Yes, <laughs> I believe. Uh, six maybe I don't know I think that's very <laughs> cool to to use just yeah that would probably be it I mean there are several 8 by 10 cameras that I'm like oh my god oh, that would be a beautiful camera a certain glass like you know that I yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but if it was all you know set up and everything I think those 8 by 10 those 20 by 24 Polaroids would be pretty cool because they, they've got to be you know gone soon <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know where are the, all those things i i think there's one in new york city there's either one or two of them in new york city i know super sense doc the guy who did uh who was a part of bringing polaroid back yeah, yeah. um or the impossible project he has one. Oh wow and uh I don't know where the other one... I don't know where hers is. I'm sure hers is in some sort of like... It's probably at like MoMA or something so. crazy like that. Yeah. But dude, that would be a thrill yeah. to shoot. Just to peel that apart and... Uh, exactly. I can't even imagine. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah. Oh, it would be is something... So yeah, I think something... Cause I, like, there are some cameras that I think are just incredible that are inexpensive and um, have done... The, you know the everything I've wanted them to do, but I'm not very. I'm again. I'm not very techy. With when it comes to the camera, it's, yeah, like, I'm not either. Yeah, it's you know even when I'm if I'm ever on a job and I'm by myself, which is often the case it, with certain projects, you don't have an assistant. I mean, when I make personal work, especially I'm, I'm by myself, and sometimes on, on work they. You can you have the budget for the assistant, but I don't take it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just rather use that towards something else, and that's not knocking. It, it just the nature of a certain jobs. It's like yeah, better yeah. you're on your own. But um, uh, in that way, I usually load up like five cameras at a time. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. it goes back to that first question. When you put people at ease, I find that I'm usually so disorganized and um, frazzled and like dropping things that I, maybe it makes people more comfortable right away because it looks really messy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> popping out everywhere. There's all these cameras. I'm definitely not as careful as I should be sometimes with them. But I mean, I've had my cameras for years and years and years and I rarely get them repaired. So I will say that they, they, they do last. What's, what's like your workhorse? Uh, X67 is pretty like just sturdy. And it, it, I started using that in, yeah, in 2007 at Travel and Leisure. I had a bunch of them in the closet. And wow. wow. most travel photographers were using those then because they were so sturdy and yeah. you didn't have to be super you know, you want to be careful, but you didn't have to be, you have kid gloves when you're on a travel job. You just right. want to your back yeah. go. Yeah. So that's when I first started using it. But I, I also have a Fuji 645, which I, I like as a secondary camera to have. And people usually on jobs also like, oh, what's that? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, or a larger, you know, pin shoot. But it's, I tell between that, uh, the contact six four five, yeah, which I like. I, you know, I mean, so, I'm always thinking about maybe selling, selling that, trying something new. I like that one, but I feel I'm too, I'm too rough. <laughs> so I, but I sold mine and like I've regretted it ever since. Like the day I was, I was like, here you go. I got in the car, was like, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, <laughs> I won't. I just feel like I'm. Con- That's the camera that I actually have broken parts on it but it's still working and i've just fixed it myself and it looks like uh, just frankenstein now but <laughs> so i don't think i could sell it <laughs> but i'm i i've been way too rough with that camera so <laughs> maybe it's a great camera but, yeah it, it, it's beautiful <laughs> but it, i've just been I, you know what it is I've, i read a lot of wedding photographers use it which is mm-hmm. my all that's stuff. that's the big gun yeah yep, yep. But mine does not, is not, for the reasons why people like it so much, mine does not function that way at all. Oh, really? No, but, but I love it. But it, yeah. it's probably, we have, a, it's, we have a contentious relationship. It's constantly <laughs> bad or like not deciding not to fire yeah. off. And I'm, but yeah, so I go between, and then sometimes I'll borrow cameras from friends just to try them out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Fuji has actually also come out with some really great medium format digital cameras, which I've used. Yeah. For, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which has been nice. They're not, you know, medium format digital cameras are not, I don't find that they're great in low light. Like mm. they have the clunkiness to them, but the, I don't, Fuji is made the best that I've tried out. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I rented for, to, you know. Yeah, and that the frame right is, is just that of a six i seven. So when you're shooting, yeah, if you're doing yeah. shooting film and digital, it's kind of nice that you don't feel such a difference. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't feel particularly attached to my Pentax, but I've had it the longest. That makes sense. That's a that's a great camera too. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a hell of a camera. It's a great answer. It's the best for jobs when you're like on the go because again, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. big. It's so clunky. And if it, it is. falls, it's pretty much okay. <laughs> Damn, I yeah, know. It'll, it'll I, be all right. I've only looked through Timothy's. I've never actually shot one. There, I mean, that's a great... The only problem is that you can't be um, 
you're not it's not a discreet camera no definitely not (laughs) (laughs) no that yeah you know you're like definitely have a camera in your hand yeah (laughs) but sometimes people are really friendly and they're like whoa that's a camera or people are like you You know yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) can i help you (laughs) i've heard that many times can i help you that's hilarious (laughs) well beth this has been phenomenal thank you so much for joining us and being a photo nerd with us we loved it thank you yeah. so much for having me that absolutely was really nice to talk camera Yay. yeah really so yeah. where can everybody check you out where are you at uh, well i guess my website it's just bethgarebrand.com which will give you a reason to update it <laughs> yes there you go yeah there you go uh, i've got the time so i'll just do that <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's probably the best spot. Cool. Timothy, where are you? Guys, head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. Uh, also make film photography related YouTube videos. Uh, go to the search bar. Easiest way to find it's just type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I am Chris B. Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And we have an Analog Talk podcast on Instagram and Analog Talk pod on Twitter. And we have a Facebook page and a group you can join and share stuff and all that jazz yay yay Beth thank you so much again this was so rad thank you guys thank you so much for having me absolutely definitely all right guys we'll see you next time bye Bye. all right first off Chris and I want to thank Beth for coming on the show Beth it was great meeting you and getting to chat about you know your history and your come up in photography and even reminiscing about being teenagers and all that fun stuff super inspiring conversation and we can't thank you enough thanks Beth Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for even a buck. You can get the show two days early. We also have Patreon exclusive after shows, Patreon only episodes, and Chris and I are actually hammering out the date now of when we're going to do our live group hang with the Patreons. So we're probably going to be doing it over Zoom. And uh, as soon as we have that finalized, we're trying to do it by the end of the month. So we will keep you posted and let you guys know. Thanks to all the patrons who already help support the show. Guys, you have no idea how much your support means to us, especially in times like this. So to the patrons, thank you guys so much. And until next week, we will see you soon. Keep shooting and all that fun stuff. Later. <laughs>